and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for joining us today for our Christmas Eve live stream service. Uh, I'm so honored that you'd take time out of your Christmas holiday to be with us. I'm glad that we can connect with each other. My name is Jonathan. I'm the pastor of Summit Church, and I am so honored here in our next few minutes to be bringing you the word for this Christmas Eve holiday. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to get them out. If you're sitting around uh, the living room with your family, wherever you're at, I want you to enjoy these next few moments, and I believe that the Lord will bless us. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about come and behold Him. I don't know about you, but um, this time of year, we've got a lot of Christmas carols going. We've we've been singing songs for several weeks now. Um, Your kids are probably ready at this moment to open presents, but I I want us to take some time and really look at one of the hymns that has been so um, successful, where we talk about come and behold him. What does that mean? I'm going to be in the book of Luke, chapter number two. I'll also be in the book of Matthew, chapter number two. You know, one of my favorite things to do with my kids is whenever I am with them outdoors or someplace neat, one of my favorite things to do is to point something out to them that I think is really neat that I want them to take notice of. I can remember a couple of years ago, I was uh, in a train car in Colorado going up a mountain pass and I was so looking forward to seeing a bear and I was with my son who was uh, about five at the time, and we finally saw one, and all the parents in the entire train car were yelling at their kids, look, 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 pointing out the window, and everybody's faces are pressed up against the window trying to see this, and we finally saw it, and it was really cool for me because I got to have that experience with my son, and and, and it's, it's something about the human condition that we want to show others something amazing, don't we? That's what we do with Instagram. That's what we do with Facebook. We want to share. We want people to see something that we think is valuable. Um, talking about sports highlights. Oh, you got to see this play. Where's, where's the remote? I got to rewind it. I want you to see that. That is something that we all do. We want others to notice something spectacular. And I have the joy today as I open God's word to say, you've got to see this. This is the most amazing story ever told that our God has come down to us as we celebrate every Christmas that the word became flesh, that he has become one of us. Come, behold him. Look at this. This is an amazing story. Now, today, this weekend, uh, wherever you're at, perhaps you're on the road, maybe you're right at home, uh, I know that you're going to be surrounded with people that you care about. You're going to be with family, you're going to be with friends. But I want us to look at Jesus and who he was surrounded with. Uh, it doesn't fit perhaps the expectation of the Messiah that would come. All this month we've been in a series called God With Us looking at the expectation for the king to come. And then when God shows up, what that looks like. And then the future arrival when Jesus will come again. But today, I want us to look at four groups of people 
who were there with Jesus that first Christmas. So let's look at Luke chapter number two, starting with verse number eight. The word of God says this, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. Verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The first group today is the angels. The angels were present when Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. The angels showing up signifies that this is a special occasion. Angels don't just show up for no reason, especially what it says, a great multitude of the heavenly host singing in unison, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So this is a special occasion. The angels are there. They show up. They're singing. They're having a great time. It's also a holy moment. Them being there shows us that this is more than just a, an ordinary occasion. This is a special occasion, and it is a holy occasion. But there's another group that's present at the first Christmas, and it's the shepherds. Not only are the angels there, but the shepherds are there. Notice the angel shows up and says, Fear not, I bring you good news of great joy. And this is what it says in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Jesus is born for you. The angels are telling the shepherds, Jesus has come for you. The shepherds, uh, as we read we're pretty amazed by this. And they said, come on, let's go. Let's read down in verse 15 what it says. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Verse 17. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Verse 20, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. You know, most of us think of shepherds as kind of a quaint little thing. You know, these these pristine shepherds out there, um, kind of with their hobby farm, doing their thing. But really, in Old Testament, uh, excuse me, in, in ancient times, Shepherds were not these pristine little hobby farmers. In fact, they were kind of the outcasts of society. They were often kind of on the fringe of society. They really couldn't do anything else, so they were shepherds. They were probably not only outcasts, but they were probably a little rough around the edges. They were the kind of people that you didn't really associate with if you were of the upper class. They were the outcasts, the people that we don't associate with. And it's amazing that not only are the angels there, but the first people told to go and witness the good news, to see Jesus, are the outcasts. They were invited. 
They were included. As I said just a few moments ago, I know that we're surrounded by family and friends and people we care about, but that first Christmas, Jesus, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, came to earth, and the first people that that get to be in his presence are the outcasts. They're the not good enough. What recommendations do they have? What referrals do they have? What's, What's their resume that they get to be there? This shows us something about who Jesus really came for, doesn't it? He comes for the outcasts, the not good enoughs. If you have your Bibles, flip over with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number two as well. So we have the angels, we have the shepherds, but there's another group that shows up in the Christmas story, and it's in chapter two of Matthew. Let me read the story. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. The third group is the wise men. It's interesting that the wise men were from the east. We know a few things by by inference from the story. First of all, these were not just three men. I know that there are three gifts given, but the Bible doesn't say that there were three wise men as most of our nativity sets have. It was probably a pretty significant group of wise men, probably a large caravan even coming through. That's how it got the notoriety of several people. But regardless, it is worth noting these were foreigners. Foreigners came to see Jesus. Uh, in all likelihood, from what we see a little bit later, they, Jesus was probably not in the stable when the wise men got there. In fact, it says they came to a house to see him. But it is the same Christmas narrative, the same Christmas story. Just as the angel showed up, just as the shepherds showed up, wise men from a faraway place came and they were to worship him and give him gifts. Let's read on a little bit further in verse number nine. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I love this story because these foreigners understand something special is happening in Bethlehem and they make the long journey in to worship him. You see, not only are the angels there in the sky worshiping him, not only are the outcasts, the shepherds there, but the foreigners are there. These are not Jews. And they are invited to come and worship the king. This is signifying to us that Jesus is not just the king of the Jews. Jesus is for all people. They were probably educated because they were able to understand the Jewish scriptures. They were probably educated in the sense that they understood the stars. They were able to read the sky in a certain sense. And so this is an amazing thing that Jesus is not just for the local people. He is for all people. But there's a final group. Uh, that I want to look at in our remaining moments together, and that is the parents. You see, the angels are there, the shepherds are there, the wise men are there, but then there's Mary and Joseph. Can you imagine what it would have been like 2,000 years ago 
knowing that, that this is a special moment. I mean, we, we know that there's angels there, there's shepherds coming to see us, and there's wise men coming, and they're bringing incredible gifts. And Mary and Joseph would have just had to have been there sitting thinking, thinking, what does all of this mean? I think they knew, generally speaking, what was happening. But I still think that they were just left scratching their heads saying, what does all of this mean? In fact, Luke tells us that Mary pondered these things and treasured these things in her heart. You see, Mary and Joseph, just ordinary people. The angels were there representing the holy, the special, the magnificent. And the shepherds were there representing the outcast, the not good enough, the, the people that we don't really think should have been there. And then the wise men are there representing the noble, the foreigner, those who, who really shouldn't have been there except they were looking for him. But then there's Mary and Joseph, just ordinary people. And as we look at all of these four groups, and as I wrap up, we learn this. Jesus comes for all types of people. He comes for the shepherds. He comes for the wise men. And we see as they are beholding him, all of them are there looking at him, and we see God's heart. Doesn't matter what our past is, doesn't matter where we come from, doesn't matter what our, our, our uh, title is, doesn't matter what our status is in society, because Jesus has been born to us, we get to come and behold him. So this Christmas, I want you to take time out of your weekend, take time out of your busy holiday schedule, and focus on this reality. God has come so that you can have a way to have a relationship with him. If I could just take a moment and explain the good news, what, what did the angels mean by saying, Christ has been given to you and this is good news? Here is the good news. All of us are separated from God, but Jesus has made a way for us to be made right with God. That's why he came. That's why this month we've been talking about God with us. And the good news is this, you're included. You're invited. Come and behold him. So I just simply want to ask, if you're watching this today and you don't know Jesus, you say, how do I know uh, Jesus? How do I have a relationship with him? First of all, just understand the invitation. Come. Doesn't matter your past. Doesn't matter where you come from. You may be an ordinary person. You may be from a different area and not have even uh, understood all the, the things that the Bible has talked about. You may be the kind of the outcast of society. As we looked at the story, you're invited. You're invited, you are included to come and worship him. Just in faith, ask him, say, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I want to live the rest of my life serving you, loving you. I believe that you're going to make me into who you want me to be. And you can make that decision today here in just a moment. But for the rest of us, you love the Lord. I want you to think about this. So many times we are looking for the extraordinary all around us. Where we, we want to find something that can fill us with joy. We want to find something that will bring us satisfaction. But I want to focus in on this simple truth. The most amazing thing that has ever happened in all of our lives is the fact that He, Jesus, has come to this planet and He has showed us the way to be made right with God. That is good news. Never stop beholding that truth. Not only at Christmas, but all year round. Let's celebrate the good news of Jesus that we have been invited and included. Would you bow with me in prayer? Our Lord, we thank you so much for this time together today as we have worshiped and as we have looked at your word. 
Lord, if there's anyone watching this, Lord, that they want to have a relationship with you, I pray that in this moment that they would just, by faith, ask you, say, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I want to come and behold you. I want to be made right with you. I want to have a relationship with you and live for you. Lord, for the others that are are watching this, uh, kids and parents and grandparents, as we're uh, enjoying all of the wonderful things of family and time together and gift giving, may we be reminded that the greatest gift ever given was you 2,000 years ago, that we have been invited to come and behold. What an honor it is to have a relationship with you, the living God. We worship you, we praise you, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed.